The first ritual is keeping the Sabbath, resting with and worshiping God on the seventh day. It's recorded in Genesis and God demonstrated that for us. After Egypt, when recently freed slaves had no idea how to handle freedom and couldn't recognize their own God, God instituted rituals to help them grow in their spirituality. What did we do? We clung to the rituals as talismans and cure-alls and worshiped them almost separately from the God who provided salvation and redemption. If we do not personally know the God we worship, the rites and rituals of church life are self-abusive. It becomes only about us in a selfish, I'm saved because I do these things way, and eventually become our very own idols. But rituals were provided so we could connect with the God who saved us so that we may further grow in that relationship, in the community of believers, all the way to and past the second coming. I'm Sarah Mae Clone, and this is Sab School University. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Hi, and welcome to Sabbath School U. My name is Sarah Mae Cologne, and I am your host for the day. And with me, I have a lovely panel. So if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and telling me a little bit about yourself by telling me if you could have any pet in the entire world, what kind of pet would it be? Mm. Starting with you. Well, my name is Sandra Ousulenchi from I Ghana. I never try to say that last name. <laughs> <laughs> well, never. I could teach you later. <laughs> okay. It's not that hard. But yeah, I'm from Ghana and um, my favorite pet, I'll see an elephant. All right. Um, because I can ride on it, you know, to classes and stuff. Oh, It'll good. just be Very cool. Practical. Don't need to walk, you know. Especially kinda. on Andrew's campus in the winter. Trust me, I got a right? lazy bone. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. A pet so, elephant. Mm -hmm. I'll remember that for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> My name is Andy Blosser. Hey, um, Andy Blosser. If I could have any pet animal in the entire world, and and the the type of animal was not limited by its currently existing reality, right? It would be. <laughs> It would be a Neanderthal. A, ne um, a Neanderthal? Yes. That would be your... Oh, good. Yes, well, hey. Because my friends would get along very well. Oh, good. Right. So you have Neanderthal-like friends. Something like that, yes. I'm telling. <laughs> Glad to have you on the show. Hi. Um, my name is Maureen Raj. I'm mm -hmm. from India. Yay. And for a pet, I would pick frogs. Frogs. I dissect them. I kill them oh, no. every Wednesday. So if I would have a frog, I would, I would bring them home and I would confess to it. So oh, you would come home and tell it how many yeah. of its brothers and uncles yes, you cousins. Oh, your great grandmother. Oh, no. You deserve to have a plague fall on you. Oh. Anyways, well, let's anyway, just go back sorry. to prayer at this point. That's a good thing. Yes, let's do that. That's rough. Awesome. Well, I'm really glad you're all here. Uh, Sandra, would you mind reading our scripture and then praying of for us? Of course, I'll do that. Um, our key text is found in Acts 2, 38. Mm -hmm. And it says, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in mm -hmm. the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Say a word of prayer. <laughs> 
Amen. 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 I have no idea what you said, but it sounded, Amen. It sounded powerful. What, I think she was praying for her. Yeah, probably. What, what language was that? That's Chi from Ghana. Nice. That's my oh, that's language. So Thank you for praying. No problem. All right, well, as you know, this week's lessons on the church rites and rituals, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. kind of a relevant and complicated topic all at once, mm -hmm. right? And so, I mean, let's just go right into it. What ritual in church is most meaningful to you personally? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I like that laugh. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I like I like most of them, especially with the ones that the lesson is talking about, the three that it mentions, baptism, foot washing, and the Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. But I think one that really stands out to me, it's like um, the Lord's Supper, because in it, I see God's humility. In it, mm. I see the way he wants to serve, you know, man. And I think of when I'm serving God, it's just like, it's not on the same level. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm not even... You know, I don't even have humility when it comes to God, but mm -hmm. yet he's willing to give everything away, put his throne away, being my king, my creator, and mm. still come down to wash my feet. And so it nice. kind of helps me, you know, want to relate in the same way to like people around me and other mm -hmm. Christians and stuff mm -hmm. like nice. that. Nice. I think it's hard to choose a particular rite or ritual in all of Christianity as my favorite. Mm -hmm. right. um, of course, baptism is one of the most necessary and one of the most predominant in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I think foot washing, for me personally, has had more of an effect um, because it really brings you face to face or face to foot <laughs> with, <laughs> face to with foot. the reality of what <laughs> service is all about because when you wash people's mm -hmm. feet and, uh, and it brings back the Neanderthal <laughs> <laughs> elements because there's some people, you know, they come to church and, you right. know, didn't shower and, and you recognize that service is, is something that is is not always um, uh, pristine. Right. It, it is. It has elements of dirt in it. Um, and even though the, the foot washing service in reality is kind of, when I was younger, I used to think it was useless because you know, a little bit of water on somebody's feet isn't actually going to make their feet clean, right. especially if they're like some of those people that come without showering. Right. But um, <laughs> still, just the very act. Right. gives you a little glimpse of what mm -hmm. service should look like and it helps nice. prepare your mind okay, for so it. Okay, so the service element. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's what makes the ordinance of humility the greatest, if you want to call it a ritual, a mm -hmm. part of our church because that shows us what Christ really came down to show us. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And even in this university or in the church, within the church, you see there's differences, there's opinions, and you want to segregate yourself. But mm -hmm. when it comes to this act, you're mm -hmm. emptying yourself and you really want to have that connection with God. Mm -hmm. How can you make that connection with God when you're not making Absolutely. that connection with, with mm -hmm. your... Kind of yes. together yeah. as well and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. On that note, I remember uh, on Andrew's campus, there were two professors that were not getting along well. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what the issue was. I just know they weren't getting along. Mm -hmm. It was kind of the, the gossip in the, in the department mm -hmm. that these mm -hmm. two professors had some sort of beef with each other. And I don't remember what the event was, but there was a foot washing service for Andrew's faculty and students. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing those two professors uh, in the corner of the room, and they were washing each other's feet. Mm. And yeah. uh, afterward, I saw them embrace. And mm. it was a, they, were, you know, they were crying, and there were, there were oh, tears. Wow. Um, and I realized that that was a moment of reconciliation mm -hmm. for them in a very real sense because uh, the pride that keeps people in conflict and warring against each other is mm -hmm. eliminated when one person or both people decide mm -hmm. to step out and, and be humble and, and 
commit mm-hmm. to an act of service. So absolutely. it really does have a profound and effect on the life of the church. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a mm-hmm. connectivity with that. Mm-hmm. Well, this week's study says that we must remember that the ordinances, not as, um, not acts by which we earn salvation or gain merit before God. I know that's kind of a complicated question, which is why I was trying to read it. Yeah. Um, mm. What does this mean to you? Because, I mean, the ordinances have a lot of implications within mm-hmm. them. And I think sometimes we... Um, just go all over them and we don't quite understand where they play into our Mm -hmm. spirituality or our life. So Mm -hmm. what does this mean? Well, there are different ways of looking at the rituals in Christianity and different Mm -hmm. Christian traditions have different conceptions. Right. Um, And and to some Christians, the the rituals are actually um, what they call means of grace. So there are ways that God provides uh, through the eating of the the bread or drinking of the wine or whatever it is, an actual Mm -hmm. influx of grace into your life, which I think in a sense is true. God really does reach to us through those actions, uh, especially through the foot washing. That's really a means of grace. But at the same time, um, when when Jesus is talking about the bread and the wine, uh, which is one of the main rituals in Christianity, he says, do this, um, or whenever you do this, do it in remembrance of me. So it's, it's not so much um, a, a creation of grace or a, or a sudden, you know, making of a new form of, of God in the world. It's remembering what God has already done. So it's a celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, we are celebrating the fact that Christ has been with us, that he has been incarnated in our world and has provided redemption and has shown us the way to live. So mm. it's Absolutely. not something that we do and then because we did it, we're saved. Mm-hmm. It's that we're already saved. We've already experienced God's grace. And so the the elements or the, the you want to call them sacraments or whatever, mm-hmm. are ways that we celebrate that. So ah. that's how I look at it, at least. Nice. And to me, well, not really pertaining to the question here, but one thing I've noticed um, is that in our culture today, mm-hmm. we kind of don't remember these rituals right you know it's like when there's lord's supper going on i've heard my friends make fun of it you know people talk about it like uh you know what kind of you know why will i do that and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but i i love i love it because i see god's grace Mm -hmm. when i see someone let's say baptism you know when that person is standing in the pool i just love the beauty of Mm-hmm. seeing that this person, especially mm-hmm. when you know what that person has been through right. and they finally decide to give their life to God, mm-hmm. it's just that beauty always reminds me of how great God is, how gracious mm-hmm. he is to us. And when that person is crying and, you know, mm-hmm. sharing their favorite testimonies, how they came to God, right. it just tells you that, and it reminds you of your own story Absolutely. of, you know, how God will save you and the beauty of God's grace, the beauty of who God is Absolutely. and how he's just yearning to save us Absolutely. all the time. And so that's why I think it's really important, you know, these rituals, even though sometimes it just right. Over well, them. I think we get caught up in the tradition and mm-hmm. the ritual effect mm-hmm. of it, and we forget about the personal element, mm-hmm. like we talked a little bit about before, mm-hmm. and we we make it so impersonal and so mechanical mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. at some point we just show up and we're like, all right, I'm mm-hmm. blessed, leaving, time mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. it's about actually Church connecting every with Saturday. it. <laughs> right. You just need to get you need to get connected with it, be part of the experience, and let yourself have that, and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely builds off of that. I think that's a part of human nature and mentality. Mm -hmm. We want to be in charge of what we are doing. Mm -hmm. We want to be the focus of our own life. If you look at, uh, this is a story that I read. I don't know how far this is true. In uh, in one of the faith, 
an another Christian denomination, there was this man who really wanted to be like Christ. Mm -hmm. So he fasted and fasted and fasted for a long time until he got the nail marks on his hands. That's mm. the myth. I don't know how far that's true. So people used to come around the world to see him just so that they have a proof that, oh yeah, if you live and if you wait and if you are doing things, you can be like Christ. Mm. Mm. An ordinance of humility, I think, is even baptism brings you to an utter realization. You know what? There mm -hmm. is Control. nothing you could have done. There's nothing I could have done. I'm mm -hmm. reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to mm -hmm. uh, stay in a good spiritual connection with God and with Absolutely. my friends. But there is an element that God has to put in my heart. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he took the initiative. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's and it, other people it. will see mm -hmm. it in you yeah. naturally. Mm -hmm. it, it just effulges. I don't even exactly. know if that's a word. Effulgent. Glorious. I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah, awesome. That sounds like a theological term. Yeah. <laughs> the effulgent sacrament. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of all these different ordinances, what does it mean when we say we need to be baptized every day? What does that mean? What's If I can pick yeah. on that question. Mm -hmm. um, Unless you're baptized every day, mm -hmm. you don't realize the value of what Christ has done to okay. you. So how I see this question is baptizing every day is you, real, you come to a realization that every single day, this is a new day and it's a new commitment. Mm -hmm. It's not like, okay, I'm financially cleared now. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, salvation basis, I'm clear yes. now. Yes. Now I don't have to worry until the next time I right. have to come for the ordinance of humility. No. It's an everyday mm -hmm. thing. Absolutely. Unless you are at the foot of the cross and wanting to be like Christ, there's no way you can smile at the other girl who is walking out from a frustrated systems physiology test <laughs> because you're only focusing about your anatomy mm -hmm. test. Right, <laughs> absolutely. But does this mean that you physically need to walk into a baptismal tank or a lake every single day and have a pastor go, I know? Uh, that no. whole concept was one that we used to justify um, throwing snowballs at our professors. Yes, yes. Baptized. I think I, I, like I never threw like them at her. Feel like there's like an undergrad connection yes. going on where like you all. I never hit personal. either of them with snowballs, but but we would say, "I baptize you," you know, and throw a snowball. Um, what I was going to say is that baptism in 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 Romans chapter six mm -hmm. is being present with Christ in his death and resurrection. Mm -hmm. you know, it's a symbol, you go down in the water, mm -hmm. death and then resurrection. Right. Um, and there's something that can be said for living each day in the recognition that um, you are redeemed by Christ's death and that his presence in this world, his incarnation mm -hmm. is the source of life. And so in that sense, remembering the baptism of, of, of yourself in Christ, I think is, is fairly essential for the Christian yes. life. Awesome. And I also see it in a in a way of you know what we normally understand it to be dying to sin, mm -hmm. you know, and rising up in in Christ. And I think we all know that sin does not stop. <laughs> you know, temptations right. do not stop coming at us. And so then, if we need a tool to be able to stay against sin, if we need a tool to to be able to you know stay faithful to God then we need to be dying to sin each and every day. We need mm -hmm. that connection with God each and every day. And so then it has to become a daily mm -hmm. ritual, right. if, you want to, if you want to call it, because sin is constant right. in our lives. So then that grace, that love, that, 
you know, whatever keeps us connected to God mm -hmm. needs to also be constant in our lives. Right. And God cannot Absolutely. force it mm -hmm. on us. Yeah. And so we have to be willing to just go into that. Be quiet, Molly, be quiet. <laughs> like, I know, I'm really excited in the corner. I'm glad Sandra brought that up because the part of love is when you start loving God, mm -hmm. you are hating sin. Mm -hmm. You have mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, how are you growing? Most definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm glad she brought this up because if you're not growing in Christ, that means you're not growing in the love for mm -hmm. Christ mm -hmm. and you're just struggling with the same sins mm -hmm. you have. Mm -hmm. So I, I really had to talk. Yeah. 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 It's really cute to watch you get like, really excited in the corner and everyone's looking this way and I'm the only one that sees you. No, and, and the funny thing is even in real life and college life, we're doing this and I don't know, people say this, but it happened in my life when it came to a point when I don't have my devotions in the morning, when mm -hmm. I don't have that connection with God in the morning, I feel the stress even mm -hmm. more, you know, and just that alone just shows me that I need that connection with Absolutely. God daily because then the thoughts I don't want to think, the things I don't want to do, the things I don't want to say, mm -hmm. the people I don't want to hate, it right. all becomes really real when you don't mm -hmm. have that connection with God that keeps you as a right. mediator between you know, you and that person. Absolutely. And so I think it's it's needed. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I had a friend who was really into ministry and he said, the thing is every day I wake up and I do God's work. Mm -hmm. But he was like, but some days I don't care mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. don't have any and connection with God. I just mm -hmm. go through the motions of it. Mm -hmm. He was like, the key thing is to have focus on the cross, mm -hmm. have focus mm -hmm. on the cross and like mm -hmm. keep going towards that. Mm -hmm. And that goes right into 1 Corinthians 11, 24 to 26. Mm -hmm. What important doctrinal truth about the cross is revealed in that? Mm -hmm. um, any insight on that? It's interesting if you read 1 Corinthians 11, in, you read the whole chapter. Mm -hmm. The chapter is about these conflicts and divisions that were in the mm -hmm. Corinthian church. And they had a problem in that they would have church at people's houses, but some people were more rich than other people. Mm -hmm. And in, in that culture, apparently, if you were rich, sometimes mm -hmm. you would want to show your patronizing graciousness and hospitality to people who were poor mm. by giving them food, offering them over to your house for mm. food, but then having them in a separate room where they would eat and they wouldn't eat as well. Mm. And then you would have your own inside room, your palace or whatever, <laughs> and then you would have your food there. So they would eat out there and you would eat in here and you could look down on them and they would feel oh, wow. as if they owed you something because you were giving them free food, but you weren't giving them what you had. And so, for some reason, this carried over into the Corinthian church, um, and they were having fellowship meals, they were having the Lord's Supper celebration, but the rich people who were wanting to have this huge big meal were coming and having that together, and then the other people who were not so rich were sitting outside and going hungry. Mm -hmm. And so, Paul says, you've totally misunderstood what the Lord's Supper is all about. You're mm -hmm. not recognizing the body of Christ in the Lord's Supper. The body of Christ needs to be united, and that's Absolutely. what the purpose of the meal is. And mm. so, he says, he who eats and drinks um, without recognizing the body of Christ basically doesn't get benefit and will suffer harm because of that. Right. And he's kind of playing on the word body, um, because the, the Lord's Supper, of course, the, the elements represent the body of Christ mm -hmm. physically, but they, he's, the body of Christ is also a term for the church. Mm -hmm. right. So, he's kind of a little double entendre there. Um, <laughs> So I think that the, the significance of that meal is for us that we need to recognize the unity of the church. We need mm. to recognize that everyone from different classes, from different same, nationalities, same. is eating the same meal, is surviving on the same subsistence mm. in Christ. 
Um, and if we if we recognize that, and I think the cross and that unifying uh, mm -hmm. element right. really has a big impact for us. Absolutely. And then also the fact that God died for everyone. everybody. Mm -hmm. He exactly. reigns on everybody. So the sun shines on everybody, Absolutely. you know, poor, rich, sinful, yes. righteous, you know. And so then it's like there's nothing like the pastor is more saved than the person just sitting in the church. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody is, um, you know, has the same opportunity to be saved, Absolutely. you know. So then it's just who accepts it. No one is higher than the other in God's mm -hmm. eyes. And that's another beautiful thing. Absolutely. I just love seeing the beauty in God's word. You yeah, know, that's what keeps me going. to see what the focus like is. That. And mm -hmm. again, it goes back to uh, we can't hold ourselves above other people. Mm -hmm. You know, rituals mm -hmm. are great and all, but, you know, we can, anyone can go through rituals mm -hmm. and like the mannerisms of something, but, you know, we all Doesn't have. Doesn't mean you're saved. Exactly. You're Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And I think that's the reason why Christ had, when he come, he made sure he showed something that mm -hmm. is going to stick to our mind. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Coming from a country where there are tons of caste system and segregations, even in the church, it's mm. heartbreaking to mm -hmm. see how could you look down upon this people, you know, just mm -hmm. because they're born into it. If you're born into it, you live in it, you die in it. You mm -hmm. even marry in it. If someone from a low caste wants to get married to someone from the higher caste, it's a political issue. Mm -hmm. So I was talking to my friend and we were really concerned about this. Our church w should grow forward. Mm -hmm. And it's through the church that we can take the good message. And mm -hmm. young people are on fire for it. So our only solution was we have to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Only the gospel shows a uh, solution to it. Someone said intercast marriage. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> gospel mm -hmm. has the heart to everything that a man wants to know, mm -hmm. a person wants to receive. So mm -hmm. as I said, it's, it's powerful. And mm -hmm. most of the time you're like, wow, God yeah. really cared for us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And by him coming down to mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. is what is just even more amazing and overwhelming almost. Yeah. And when you think about that, when you think about the first coming, I mean, what good would that have been, you know, if there's no second coming? So what, how does that play into this whole conversation <laughs> and lesson and stuff? What good it would be uh, if Christ would come the first time without mm -hmm. no second time? Mm -hmm. It would be like, can you see the fruits of what he has done? Mm. There should be, for God is so awesome that he had an idea and he had mm. a plan and he saw that there's going to be something where we all can come together as one family and then worship him and share that love. Mm. And all this he did was at the end to show that this is the whole matter. Mm. I guess that's how I see it. Andy, yeah. do you have any? I Andy. Think, <laughs> you know, it's interesting that um, when Jesus comes the first time, he says, the kingdom of God is here. He mm -hmm. proclaims mm -hmm. it's present. Um, sometimes he says it's at hand. And then sometimes he says it's here. And so you read those passages and you think, wait a minute, Jesus was here on earth, but the entire world for the most part was still the same. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus was only in one small little segment of the Mediterranean. And so how did Jesus' coming have that much of an impact? Well, the reality is that Christ's coming started the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. but he wants to come back to complete it. Um, and he has gone away in order to enable through us to prepare that world for his second coming. Mm -hmm. And so 
I guess you could say that without Christ's second coming, um, the, the job wouldn't be done. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the rituals that the church participates in, <laughs> the, the Lord's yeah. Supper and the, the foot washing mm -hmm. and these other rituals are there to bring us together and to bring all people together in Absolutely. Christ. It's the vision that Isaiah had of all nations coming together in Absolutely. one house of prayer. And so as that work keeps going and as God is, is transforming, one theologian says, is transforming the cosmos. That's what God is trying to do through the church. Mm -hmm. As that takes place, we ultimately look forward to the time when Christ will come back to kind of cap it off, you know, mm -hmm. finish the job once and for all. He said it's in, it is finished on the cross. Mm -hmm. One part of it was finished, but once again, Christ is going to come Absolutely. to fully unify everything. So. Uh, Without that, uh, we wouldn't be able to. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I actually, to think about this question, I liked uh, what Andy was bringing, at least making me to think towards it. I really love this question because Christ came to sow mm -hmm. the love and the understanding about heaven mm -hmm. and righteousness. Mm -hmm. He showed us where righteousness is, begins. It's loving God and loving human. Mm -hmm. That's where humility comes in, the right. acts of ordinances. Christ is coming the second time to reap the harvest. Mm -hmm. And he's waiting for the harvest of righteousness. Mm. Isn't that exciting? No, I mean, I just simply think of it this way, that if he just came the first time and there was no second coming, everything would be in vain. You know, mm. I Absolutely. will be living my life right now trying to follow God and everything. And I don't have any hope. In the, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm never going to see him. So right. what's the point? Right. You know, I'll just die and be dead. But what was the point of God sending his only yeah. son then? You know, it's it seems kind of incongruent. Everything in creation will be in vain if there were mm -hmm. no second coming. That's how I see Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think it's just the climax of it all. Yeah, just, like, that's so beautiful it, to think about. You know. And we only have a couple of minutes left. Oh, okay. uh, so I have just one more question for you. Uh, what truths of Christ's work in behalf of his people do baptism, foot washing, and the Lord's Supper illustrate? Because these are very oh. tangible things for people <laughs> that may be reading the lesson or going to church. Yeah. So how do they... I think the is a the connection with mm -hmm. a father. Mm. You know, um, th you see that when he sends the people out, you, mm -hmm. um, you know, to go baptize the whole world. God wants to bring people to Him. Mm -hmm. You know, through the baptism, Jesus Christ. You mm -hmm. know, there was that connection with Him and His Father, mm -hmm. and it's just. Um, through the foot washing, you know, there's a connection with each other, which mm -hmm. also illustrates the love for each other and the love for God and the love in keeping God's word. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that whole thing of just being connected with each other and being connected with God, which I think is the theme of the whole Bible, God wanting to bring us to Him. Absolutely. Here on earth and in heaven. Absolutely. And I, I just love that a lot. That is a beautiful connection. And I think that we all can participate in that and that makes it even more beautiful. Do you have any closing thoughts on just that? Just to, to follow <laughs> up on what she said, I think that Sandra is, is absolutely right. It's about that unity. It's mm -hmm. about coming together. Um, Part of the meaning of what Paul talks about when he talks about the theme of justification in the New Testament, you hear it in Romans and Galatians in particular, mm -hmm. is um, Jews and Gentiles mm -hmm. um, who were warring peoples almost in the New mm -hmm. Testament time coming together because they recognize that they have one Lord. Mm -hmm. And so these, these rituals are ways that we really understand and participate in Mm -hmm. that act of justification, Absolutely. God's people becoming one. And so without those physical um, exemplifications of a spiritual reality, I think uh, the, 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 the truth of who we are as God's church would be less clear. 
Absolutely. And we are out of time, but it's oh, absolutely okay. <laughs> great to think about these things. And I think it's really practical and important that we mm -hmm. encourage Definitely. our friends and other people to actually figure out why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So thank you all for being on the show. Oh, no You've problem. been delighted. Oh. <laughs> yes, thank you. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschoolu the letter U, I always do that, dot O-R-G. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. Sabbath School U. I'm Sarah Mae Cologne. We'll see you next week.